I'm going to read, I'm not really going to preach, I don't think, but I'm going to read what's on my heart, and then, um, then that may just be sufficient. Um, but if you want to read along, it's in the book of Acts, the 26th chapter of the book of Acts, if you want to follow along. And we're going to read the the whole chapter, um, so you bear with us. It seems that um, we've had the TV on a little this week, watching bowl games and and this and that. And about every other time a commercial came came on, it was the same one, and it was uh, um, it was about people that had almost. People that had almost uh, achieved greatness or almost um, made history, and and I thought about that a lot this week, and and uh, I thought I don't want to be one that just almost follows the Lord. Brother Bobby Dwayne led a lesson in Sunday school this morning, and it was just a closer walk with the. Um, there's a song that says that granite Jesus is my plea daily let me ever be just a closer walk with thee and I thought I don't want to be one that just almost does it I want to be one that as I said last week puts puts their heart into it and, um, and that, that, that will serve that will preach for the lost and the saved alike um, but we see an instance here, and it says, Agrippa said to Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews especially because I know thee to be expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. Wherefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among mine own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion I lived a Pharisee, and now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers. Unto which promise our twelve tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. For which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be thought an incredible thing with you that God would raise the dead? I verily thought within myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. This is the Apostle Paul. And I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Whereupon as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, 
above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but shewed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than that those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer, and that He should be the first that should rise from the dead, and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. And as He this spake for Himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself, much learning doth make thee mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth these things, for behold, before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him, for this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost. Thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And I could read on, but but I'll stop there. And that, uh, that brings me back to that almost. Uh, the Apostle Paul at this time was probably chained to a guard. Uh, if you go back and read the chapters leading up to this, uh, they had taken the Apostle Paul for preaching the Gospel. And, uh, and nearly pulled him in two, and, and in such a manner that, that he had to be carried of soldiers up into the steps of the castle. And he was beaten so severely, he was leaning upon the handrails. And, but even at that point, he, he beckoned unto the soldiers and said, can I just speak to the people? He had, a, he had an incredible desire to preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And, uh, and He stood before Felix and then when Felix was replaced by Festus, He stood before Festus. And when Festus was uh, being paid a visit from King Agrippa, He stood before Agrippa. And in all three cases, He said, I want to speak for myself. And He said, I, 
I'm glad that I can speak freely of myself. And he began to tell about his salvation experience. And, uh, and Paul's salvation experience uh, is like anybody that's ever been saved. It, it never changed. Uh, he could always go back to a time, and I've heard different people say that they've run Satan back to that time and place over and over and over again. And, and, uh, and they say that he can never get beyond that spot. And so it is. Uh, because that when we know that we've been saved by the grace of God, there, uh, there, there is a profound change that takes place. And Paul was, was a Pharisee. He, that was his religion. Uh, he upheld the law. Uh, but but as, as I just read, he said, I... He said, I thought within myself to do many things contrary unto the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And, uh, and so it is that we live in a society today that, that wants to do many things contrary unto the name of Jesus of Nazareth. But, uh, but I'll say to you today that, uh, that my faith in Jesus, that Nazarene, uh, is unwavering and it's unmoving because I... I know who He is. He is the Holy One of Israel. and He is God in the flesh that came. And, and, and I thought about as we were praying just now that, that the awful price that He paid uh, for men like Agrippa to hear the Gospel that they could be saved. That, and for the price that He paid for you that are here today that, that are lost without God. The price that the Lord Jesus Christ paid uh, when they, uh, the Bible says in Isaiah that He said, I turned my head to the smiters and, and they plucked off my beard. And, and it goes on to say in the Gospels how that He allowed them to ram a crown of thorns upon His head and, and He gave His back to the smiters. And I thought it was there that He bought us with a price. And, and uh, Paul was testifying and witnessing to Agrippa. And Agrippa said, you've just almost persuaded me uh, to be a Christian. And I've thought about that word almost a lot this week. And, and, uh, and I'm persuaded that some of you have almost been persuaded uh, to come to the altar. I'm persuaded that some of you have been almost persuaded uh, to stand and give an account uh, of the Lord saving your soul. And, and some of you have been almost persuaded as we have time and time again opened the doors to the church and, and you've been almost persuaded to come and, and to stand before this church and give your experience of, of salvation and you've been almost persuaded to, uh, to be baptized but it's, it's been left short and it's been uh, just almost and, and I'm looking forward to the day when, uh, when the almost is gone and, and you can be fully persuaded in your hearts and minds that what God has done for you is, is indeed the true salvation. It, it changes a man from the inside. Paul had a show of outward religion, but, 
But when it came to the time that the Bible said as he told his experience that as he drew nigh to Damascus, he said there was a light that shone above the noon of the midday sun. And, and we sang about heaven while ago. And I said the glory of heaven is going to be not the mansions or the walls of Jasper, all of that. It's going to be wonderful. I've never seen pure gold as transparent glass. But if you want to understand what the glory of heaven is going to be, that spotless eternal one who is from everlasting to everlasting, the one that gave his back to the smiters and the one that was nailed to the cross of Calvary, that's the one, that's the glory of that fair city. The Bible says there'll be no need for the sun or the moon or the stars. There'll be no need for the temple uh, for God Himself is the light of that city and His Lamb is the temple of that city. And I've thought time and time again the glory uh, that has been revealed through Him. Paul said uh, that the glory of Him shone above the brightness of the noonday sun and He fell down to the earth and He began to cry out who art thou, Lord? Who art thou? And the answer came, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And, and I can remember the time in my life when I was lost. And I was like the Apostle Paul. I had been to the altar. And, and maybe I thought I had things settled. But, but there came a time when I understood that, uh, that I really didn't have anything down on the inside. And then there was a call came into my my heart and soul one night had to come and bow one more time and I can remember as they sang the song uh, they began to sing oh why not tonight and I wanted to be saved so bad and, and I can remember standing up I, I can remember as Paul said he was struck down I can remember crying out to God and it seemed like I was there for as long as I needed to be there however long that that might have been and I can remember a voice coming to me you've been here long enough and I thought but Lord I'm still not saved yet there's still nothing happened and but yet I felt compelled to get up and as I was standing up one last one last thought I was like the woman with an issue of blood with one last heave as she reached out and she grabbed hold of the hem of his garment not knowing anything else to do but she understood that his he was passing through the crowd how her opportunity was literally walking away from her and you can believe what you want to I believe she was crawling I believe she was on her hands and knees I'm telling you today uh, he's been in our midst this morning at Lafayette I would ask you today uh, as he's passing by uh, not to let that opportunity pass you by uh, but as he's walking through your midst I make one last chance I won and that's what I did I can remember standing up and just crying out within myself, Lord, I really wanted to be saved this time. And just like that, there was a different spirit that came over me. That's what Paul was trying to get across. And to King Agrippa, he said, I know that you believe the prophets Agrippa was 
He was acquainted with the writings of the Old Testament. He was acquainted with one that should come. Uh, the Apostle Paul was trying to persuade him uh, that Jesus of Nazareth, he said, the faith that our fathers had and all of the tribes that we have, uh, that they are instantly serving God day and night. He began to tell the king Agrippa and Felix and Festus and whosoever would listen to him uh, that this Jesus of Nazareth is indeed that one that should come into the world, that he was indeed, he proved, by the scriptures uh, my friend that he rose from the dead and, and so he proved but Agrippa just said you almost persuaded me Paul and Paul said I would that not only thou uh, but all of these were almost and altogether such as I am except these bonds I would ask you today dear friend have you almost been persuaded to join this church uh, you can lie uh, you can say I'm not sure uh, but I believe in my heart uh, some of you have been right there at the water's edge uh, at the brink of the water at the brink as we begin to sing the songs and give you an invitation to join as members uh, you've been right there uh, you've been uh, going back and forth in your mind uh, you've been going back and forth in your heart uh, I know you don't want to be found a liar I know you don't want to bear a false testimony and I know you're scared that maybe what God has given you is not the real thing uh, but I would ask you to look in yourself? Has there been a change in yourself? I mean the Apostle Paul experienced a change. Uh, he was a Pharisee, uh, but he understood. He said all of that, all of that that I accumulated and all of the accolades he said, I now count them but none. Uh, when he was struck down on the road to Damascus, he came face to face with the risen Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. And that made a profound change in the Apostle Paul. I would say to you today, have you been almost persuaded? Uh, have you been almost persuaded? I want to persuade you. There's nothing that I can say to persuade you today. Uh, there's nothing that this preacher or any preacher can do to persuade you except give you one more opportunity and give you one more chance. Uh, we're going to open the doors to the church in a minute as we sing a song. Hey, have you been almost persuaded? I would say right now, you better settle it in your mind. If you don't know where you stand, I believe I'd make my way to the altar. I believe I'd begin to cry out to one that can show you. I believe I'd begin to call out upon Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, King Agrippa let that opportunity pass him by. He said, this man's done nothing worthy of death, uh, but he didn't take the opportunity presented unto him uh, to fall down on his face and to repent. Neither did Felix and neither did Festus and neither did countless thousands that's left this earth unprepared to meet their God. Uh, they didn't take that opportunity. Uh, but as the Lord passed through the midst, 
Has the Lord begin to move throughout His church? Has the Lord begin to move throughout His people? As testimonies rang up and the glory of heaven came down, uh, you can believe it or you cannot believe it. Uh, but I mean to tell you, uh, there have been times on this earth I fully am persuaded in my heart and in my mind how uh, the glory of heaven has fallen down upon His church and upon His people. And when people begin to testify about that Lamb of God who saved them from their sins, who's forgiven them and washed them and made them whiter than snow, how when the invitation is going out and God is earnestly pleading with them how that are lost to come unto Him and seeking that they might be saved, how when the invitation is going out, how you that have been saved, how you can lie, how you can do what you want, how you can reason it out in your heart, how, but I'm saying I know how without a doubt, a doubt in my heart, how not even one shadow of a doubt, as the invitation has went forth for members, how you have felt a longing and a drawing and a pulling and a compelling. I would ask you today, what more does he have to do except plead with you uh, one more time? and give you one more opportunity. Uh, my wife testified a while ago. Some would disagree with her testimony. Uh, I for one believe it with all my heart uh, that there are some so bound up in this church that uh, we need a great unbinding at Lafayette Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, there are some so bound. I go back to what I preached one time in a revival here. How that they had to unbind Lazarus. How that Lazarus had been brought back from the dead. Some of you have been saved by God's grace, uh, but you're bound up in unbelief. Uh, you're bound up in confusion. Uh, my friend, God is not the author of that, but it is Satan. It is that great deceiver who's gone about to deceive the entire world. Evan said it this morning, if our gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. How many lost people here are still lost? And maybe because we're failing to accept the conditions right, I'm telling you, somebody's bound this morning. Uh, this church has been bound for what seems like several months. Uh, there's been several months it seems uh, that I've been bound up. Uh, bound up in this and that. I'm telling you we need God uh, just to unloose the bandages and begin to walk around and begin to walk around in the light of Him that has saved us by His grace. But we're bound up. And so, how many have almost, have just almost, but you've never quite? You've never quite. I can see sometimes, I can see what's going on. You might, you might think nobody can see it, but your face, it betrays you sometimes. Your face, it betrays you sometimes. And sometimes you can, uh, I've had people tell me uh, when an invitation's been given for members, They'll see people squirming. They'll see people start to take a step out into the aisle and then step back. I'm telling you today, are you almost persuaded? I want you to be fully persuaded 
I want you to be fully persuaded that with blessed assurance that the Bible says whosoever, I know we live in an age when men don't hardly believe that, that there's a Calvinistic doctrine and I don't mean to be stepping on toes there's a Calvinistic doctrine out there that says Jesus Christ only died for the elect and my friend he died for whosoever will believe and repent. Uh, that doctrine has sent more people to hell. And uh, my friend, I don't care who you are. He tasted death for every man. And whosoever shall believe in Him, though He were dead, yet shall He live. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's right. Are you fully persuaded in that this morning? Paul said he did his best. I did my best with what, with what little I, I'm telling you. That, that one word almost has haunted me this week. I think there's been times I've almost resigned from this church. There's been times that I've almost, but why haven't I? Because I wasn't fully persuaded that was the right thing to do. But I think maybe sometimes somebody else could do a better job. But then I think God didn't call me to convert anybody. He just simply called me to preach the Gospel. And leave the results with Him. But my friend, He can't do anything. I mean, God can do anything. I don't want you to misunderstand. God can't. He can't lie. If He's telling you, if He's showed you, if He's taken you back, like He took the Apostle. How many times did Paul tell that account? Luke wrote it three times. Just in the book of Acts alone. There's no telling how many times in life Paul told that Damascus story. There's no telling. It's recorded for you and for me three times in the books of Acts the Apostles. It tells you in the ninth chapter when it happened. He tells before Felix and Festus and then he tells before Agrippa. But I wonder how many other times I bet people come to see Paul in prison and I bet they come to hear that story. You might think you've told your story a thousand times. Well, guess what? I'd like for you to tell it one more time. How many times have you been almost persuaded to stand in church and tell your experience and you've just not done it? Almost persuaded. And then let Satan rob you of that blessing. I mean, that might be what it takes to begin to unbind this place. I said it last week and I meant it with all my heart. There's no reason this place with our members, with our crowd, with our numbers, if we just had but half the zeal of the Apostle Paul, if we just had but the zeal of Elisha as he began to cry out, he wasn't satisfied with what Elijah had. He said, I want a double portion. I mean, our forefathers, as we talked in Sunday school, they had a desire. They had boldness. They had holy boldness about them. Uh, they would tell their story. Uh, they would go talk to sinners. Uh, they would bow down and pray. Uh, they weren't ashamed to cry. Uh, they weren't ashamed to be baptized. They weren't ashamed to join the church. Uh, they weren't ashamed to live by every word of that covenant. Uh, they weren't ashamed to religiously educate their children. And if they lived in this day and age uh, with a sodomy rampant, 
uh, they would not be ashamed uh, to stand and say that is wrong beyond a shadow of a doubt. But I wonder how many times people came to prison and just wondered, Paul, Paul, tell us what happened on the road to Damascus. And Paul would begin to tell that story. I mean, it's quite a thing when a man is born again. It's quite a thing. You can't forget about it. You can't put it out of your mind. You certainly can't be saved again. So it comes down to have you got it or have you not got it? Have you been persuaded? Have you been almost persuaded? I don't know what more to say to you this morning except what I've already said. And it's been scattered, but I've done my best. Paul told Agrippa, and Agrippa said, you've just almost persuaded me to be a Christian. Now, he might have said that sarcastically. There's a lot of people that would say that sarcastically today. You've almost persuaded me to be a Christian. But I don't believe Paul was being sarcastic. I think Paul was trying his earnest. I think Paul was trying his best. I don't think Paul had a sarcastic bone in his body when it came to telling his experience. I believe Agrippa listened. Paul said, just listen to me patiently. He said, of all that I'm saying, he said, the reason I'm standing accused and in these bonds before you right now, he said, it's the same thing that our fathers preached. It's the same thing that Moses and the prophets did write about. He said, regarding the resurrection of the dead, am I called in question among you this day? He said, why should it be thought an incredible thing with you that God should raise the dead? i got news for you today. There is coming a day when God will raise the dead. Both the just and the unjust. There's coming a day uh, when the bodies of those who sleep will rise and stand and be judged. Both of the just and of the unjust. Are you persuaded? If you believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God, if you really believe that beyond a shadow of a doubt, then you also must be confronted with the fact that you will be judged on your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the measure and how you will be judged if you have repented and believed the Gospel. If you have fallen down and believed with all your heart, if you have repented toward God, if you have a time and a place like the Apostle Paul did, if you don't have that, I'd like to try and persuade you to make your way to the altar this morning. We're going to open the... Come and get you a song. We're going to open for invitation of members. I'm telling you, I don't believe God... You might say, preacher, that's the devil leading you. Well, it might be, but I don't think it is. Some of you have been almost persuaded. Just almost persuaded in times past to join. As we start this new year, would today be the day you finally are fully persuaded that it's indeed what God would have you to do?
That it's indeed what He wants you to do. That it's indeed what He has commanded you to do. To be baptized. To repent and to be baptized. That's what they asked Peter at Pentecost. What must we do? And Peter said repent. And then what did he say? Be baptized. Can I fully persuade you into that today? As we stand and sing.